Professor David Hammond joins us right now. He's professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Waterloo. Professor, it's good to have you on the show again. Good afternoon. Thanks for being here. So um, I want to talk about vaping because it's such a hot subject right now. You know, the province is trying to gather information so they can take an evidenced-approached um, look at how to tackle teens using this technology. But the technology, is it's changed a bit, and it's, vaping's become so popular I know that the technology is now allowing the um, higher levels of nicotine to be delivered, which to me would get you hooked on the on vaping a little quicker. Can you describe how that technology is helping? Yeah, I mean, you could always suck out as much nicotine as you want out of these products. You just inhale more. But it used to be that if you had high nicotine concentration, it sort of was harsh, aversive in your throat. Well, they've changed the chemistry of the liquid so that it's smoother to inhale these really highly concentrated uh, nicotine vapor. So, you know what, that's good news if you're an adult smoker and you're using these products to try and quit. It'll probably do a better job dealing with your cravings. It's bad news if you're a kid or the parent of a kid who's trying these products. And indeed, what we've seen is kids have been playing around and experimenting with these for the 10 years they've been on the market. But what we've seen since these new products have come onto the market in the last year or two is that kids are not only trying them, but they're starting to use them more regularly. It continues to go up, and that's a big concern. The higher level of nicotine that you take in, does that uh, result in um, a higher level of addiction? Yeah, you can think like we have no reports of people getting addicted to the patch or gum, for example. What do you do with the patch? You strap it to your, your arm. It gives you one constant dose. Cigarettes that deliver nicotine with smoke are ideal because they spike the nicotine in high concentrations. It gets into your lungs and your bloodstream into your brain really quickly. And now the vaping devices on the market seem able to do it in the same way as smoked cigarettes. And Juul was the first one to do this. Yeah, Juul really seemed to unlock the the technological sort of chemistry uh, barrier to that. And now what we've seen is, you know, it's over half the market. Yep, they had really attractive marketing. They have really cool little modern-looking devices, but you don't get to that stage unless you deliver the drug really effectively. And now we've seen most of the other leading brands in Canada also adopt the same technology. Are, are most of their clients teenagers? Well, let's say this. Uh, it's very difficult for us to tell, but new data from the U.S. and what we've seen in Canada is that the biggest boost over the last year and a half is mainly being driven by young people, and that includes a lot of non-smokers as well as smokers. I was reading about this kid that said she never smoked a cigarette in her life, and then she started using an e-cigarette without nicotine at the age of 15. And the first time she tried an e-cigarette with nicotine, she hated it, but she decided to stick with it. She says, I only smoke Juul. I don't like to smoke cigarettes because I hate the smell of cigarettes. Yeah, you know, smoking cigarettes is something that I think for kids today, their their grandma or grandpa does, or maybe their parents do. Um, you know, really denormalized. It's dirty. Kids know it kills you. Um, vaping and e-cigarettes have a much different feel. They're modern. Juul refers to their products as the iPhone of e-cigarettes. You know, you can even buy hoodies where you clip in your little vaping device. So um, much different uh, sort of feel and norms around it. And I think what we probably need to do is shape these products not as something that a 17-year-old wants to grab and take to a party right. on Friday night, but as something that uh, an adult smoker uses to quit smoking. And that's, we haven't done that right now. One of the cartridges in Juul, I read a, a stat here, uh, has roughly the same amount of nicotine as a pack of 20 cigarettes. 
So I would imagine, you know, unlike cigarettes, you could go, well, I've had three cigarettes today. Mm. You can't keep track of how many smokes you're smoking when you inhale on a Juul. Yeah, it's quite different, isn't it? Because, you know, people, you've got that unit of the cigarette. People smoke, takes you, what, five, ten minutes to smoke a cigarette, and then you might wait an hour or two. With Juul, one of the challenges is that people use it throughout the day because it's as soon as you take a puff, it's ready for you. Um, you know, and, and, and young people do talk about the idea that it's almost incessant because, you don't have that cigarette that burns out at the end and then you wait for another one. So, yeah, it's a much different pattern to use for sure. And, look, there's no doubt that these things can deliver nicotine very effectively. 500 people have been diagnosed with vape-related breathing illnesses, and the cause still remains unknown. U.S. health officials are still looking into it, and they reported an eighth death yesterday. I think it was a man in Missouri who told his family he started vaping in May to deal with his chronic pain well, mission accomplished, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't the outcome he was looking for. This is worrying to, you know, some people that are vaping that listen to the show, they're not worried at all. But this is worrying, uh, I would assume, to the average parent who may or may not know if their kids are vaping. So what do you do as a parent to get your, you know, to, to find out if your kid's vaping and how do you handle that? Yeah, great question. And the big challenge with these cases in the U.S. when we had our first one in Canada is that they don't even know what people are vaping. So most of those folks report vaping a THC or cannabis oil. Um, some report just vaping nicotine ones. So we think that it's probably due to a contaminant more than the general effects of vaping, but the short answer is we don't know. So I think this has changed the conversation, hopefully that kids are having with each other and their parents, which is this is often seen as a safe thing. Let's be clear, this is less harmful than smoking. That doesn't mean it's harmless. Uh, and so this is about recognizing that when kids vape, they're inhaling a drug into their lungs, they're probably inhaling other toxic chemicals. Uh, and we hope that these really acute cases of severe pulmonary disease are a transient thing that go away. But look, this is not a benign activity here and kids should recognize that. Professor, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. That's Professor David Hammond. He's a professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Waterloo.